Well, if you've been coming here, you know that I have had the time of my life up here. <laughs> I've enjoyed it. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank sure glad you came. You got some CDs back there? I do not. You don't? You're out of CDs? I'm going to wear this one tonight out then. Sure am thankful you found that leak up the chimney. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was really good. We had a draft going. Oh, we had a draft. We had a draft. If you've been here, you know I've, uh, man, blowing and going up here like you've never heard, like I've never heard. The Holy Spirit's been talking to me day and night, and, and it has been the most fun thing, the most awesome thing that has ever happened. To hear his voice, to hear his voice. It hasn't been a still small voice here lately. He's had a loudspeaker. And if you uh, were not here two weeks ago, you need to get that CD. You need to get that CD. Not because of me, but because of what God was doing through me. Um, I'm so thankful that I've been able to be a pastor. I've shared this several times here lately. Um, I need a deadline. If you tell me, hey, would you, uh, would you send me such and such? Yeah, yeah. And it may not get done. But if you say, would you send me such and such by noon on Thursday, and you'll get it. Well, i got to have a deadline. And I've wanted to grow closer to the Lord. But until I became a pastor, and I had to be here every Monday, I didn't dig in like I was capable of digging in. And I'm so thankful that God's provided this platform and this place to not only share, but to make me grow. And oh, it's been great. It has been great. The other day, since we have a graduate, Cassidy is graduating, or graduated high school, we're going, it's our only kid and we're going to have a party. I mean, we're going to... We're going to have it at the house. And, um, knew it was going to be windy and probably going to be warm, and we're probably going to have to move it in the garage. Well, we built that garage about 12 years ago, and it hadn't been cleaned since. So for the last week or 10 days, I've been out there. I'd get up early and spend two hours in the morning and then work and then come in at 5 or 6 and work till 11, 12, trying to get that garage in shape and clean my office. Thank God for Randy Fisher in Ohio, my buddy from Garden City, Randy Fisher that I talk about that's been here. He came to my house last time he was here, and he came into my office, and he said, Justin, you can't live like this. He said, I'm going to share with you something that, that helped me. It's, it's Ohio. You need to plaster Ohio across the, where you can see it from your desk every day. And I've been to Ohio, I've been all over Ohio. I don't really like Ohio. I don't want Ohio. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. He said, what that stands for is only 
handle it once. Only handle it once. Put it away. File it no matter what. Handle it and file it one way or the other. And that's helped me a lot. But in the process of cleaning, I ran across a newsletter from four years ago that this church put out. Man, it was a, there was information about the chuck wagon team and there was information about the arena team. And on the front, it had a list of the pastor and the assistant pastor and the youth leader, the arena team leader, the chuck wagon team leader, and it had phone numbers, and there was, like I say, an article and pictures about all the stuff, the band leader. I mean, things were really going, and I got to thinking, man, we don't have a band. We don't have a, a kid leader. We don't have a youth leader. We don't have an arena team. And I think you've heard me say for a long time, if we're just going to have church like regular people, there's all kinds of regular churches. I mean, just because we wear a cowboy hat does not differentiate us enough. A cowboy church is built on giving men an opportunity to still be men in an arena setting, in a campfire setting. A lot of times it's outdoors around livestock and minister. Men don't feel comfortable inside. And we don't feel comfortable with, with conformity and routines. We're warriors. We've been warriors for 5,000 years, except for the last 50. We've been hunters, except for the last 70 or 80. Men need to be out in adventure. Churches are 70% women across this United States because the system's broke. The way we do church is broke. Cowboy churches popped up 15, 18 years ago and provided an opportunity for men to go out and be men and still be the light and do God's work, and it's been, it's been great. But we don't have that. So I'm looking at that newsletter going, man, what's going on? I'm so fired up. I'm so excited. I hear your voice right and left. And then uh, I thought about two months ago, a man that I respect a lot from the American Fellowship of Cowboy Churches that came by he spent the day with us. We were talking about ministry and people and growing. And he said, Justin, how long have you been in the ministry? And I said proudly, this is our eighth year. Eighth year? He said, have you taken a sabbatical? No. He said, Justin, my job is to travel around to these cowboy churches and to make sure that pastors don't get burned out. And he said, between five, six, and seven years, you've got to take a sabbatical. And I said, not me. I feel great. I have never felt better. My spiritual understanding is at a whole new level. I understand the word. I hear his voice. I know I'm in his will. He said, I don't care. And I said, ah. 
then I asked Jeannie a few days later, I said, what if we took a summer break? I don't, I don't think so. And uh, so I started praying about it and talking to the Father about it a little more. I got a phone call from my buddy Randy Fisher a week ago, the guy I just mentioned from Garden City. We talk all the time. He's one of my closest friends, and we kind of build each other up in the Lord. He said, Justin, I got a word from the Lord. You're supposed to write a book. I said, I know. I said, I've got notes in my phone for the book. I've been taking notes, and I've got the outline. Um, I've wanted to do that for a long time. I, wanna, I feel like my calling is to, to expose the religion, uh, the religiosity, the lies and the traps, the entrapment that we fall in in these routines in church. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting the same results. What's that? Expecting different results. Thank you, honey. But you look at churches all over this country doing the same thing over and over again because that's what they've done. Church attendance in America is at an all-time low. Bob York and I was talking today. He said, you know, he brought that up about church attendance being at an all-time low. And I've known that because of the number of men that have dropped out. You know, men drop out of going to church. He said, now we got a president that has, looks like he's solved the Korean War that's been going on for 50 years. It appears, and it's happening, that the embassy is going to fulfill prophecy and be set up in Jerusalem. Are you kidding me? The unemployment rate is going down. The economy is going up. And he said... This is the most safe, prosperous time that he can remember. The man in the sound booth told me this this afternoon. He said, people pretty, feel pretty safe right now. I mean, he's even, he is even standing up for our gun rights. I mean, we, we don't have to worry about much. And when we don't have to worry about much, church attendance goes this way. When they ran them planes into them tall buildings in New York and everybody thought the world was coming to an end, people flooded the churches. But right now in this country, you've heard me say it, people's got a refrigerator full of food, they've got air conditioning, they've got a recliner, a flat screen TV, and a credit card with credit. Why do they need God? That's what... I don't know if anybody just says that, but in the back of their mind, God is not the priority because life is good. Bob inspired a video that I'm going to make tomorrow that's going to reach 100,000 or more. I guarantee it. It'll go viral. The last one I did, he had 100,000, and this one will blow it away. And it's based on what we just talked about. Things are good, attendance is bad, people's 
They treat God like a spare tire. They only call on him in emergencies. With the exception of a few, that's what's happened here. We don't have a van. We've had a lot of key people move away. We don't have an arena team. We don't have people wanting to band together and do the youth. And so, with that said, next week is going to be our final service here. It's going to be our final service. We're going to, everybody's going to turn in keys and uh, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to spend the same amount of time. I spend about 20 hours a week getting ready for church and I want I want this team to hold me accountable to continue to do that, to spend that kind of time with God and writing and speaking. See, I'm not called to be a pastor. I'm a teacher. And, and I'm called, I get calls every week to come speak and share the light and tell them about Jesus. Cassidy's graduated, and I've said no to all of those calls the last two years, unless they're with me or unless we're en route or something, or I'm already there. But uh, do a pretty good job, Pastor. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Thank you. Thank you. There's a man that's supposed to lead in this area. And I'm not sure that it's not going to, that man is, I, I, I think that man's going to be raised up when, when we step back for a while. This may be a reset button. This may be a reboot. I don't know what it's going to be, but I guarantee you I got peace and I hear his voice. And I have been night and day on this for weeks. And God has sent confirmation after confirmation after confirmation over the last few weeks that this is the right thing to do. And as, as I told you at the very beginning of this conversation, I'm at an all-time high. I'm not mad. I'm not, I'm not frustrated. I'm a little disappointed in some people. I'm not going to lie. I mean, be, being in this position, you get people just that close, Kevin. You've seen it. You just... They're just that close from really getting it. Or they get plugged in for a while. And then busyness creeps in. And I'm going to tell you something. I have had my heart broken and broken and broken and broken and broken and broken. But that's not why we're doing this. I've gotten over that. I've gotten over it. It's all good. There's going to be more videos that's going to reach a lot of people. I've already made phone calls to people that I, God has put in place to make, to take a book to where it needs to go. And I've already talked to people about the book being translated in different languages. You know me, I dream big. I'm not comfortable just doing church. Same way, same time, same place, because I'm a man of adventure too. And I'm called to be an evangelist. I'm going to go out. 
and you're going with me because you've helped build the spirit that's very much alive in me. So, I am excited. It's kind of like graduating your only kid, like we've done this week. Kind of bittersweet. Here's what I want you to think about. Thank you, Jesus, right here. Thank you, Father. It's just like this. We can dwell on the past, and we can reminisce about the great times of having our, our baby at home and watching her grow, and we can remember the good times, or we can be excited about raising her into a position where she can go on and be everything she's created to be. And I hope that's the way you'll look at this. Yes, ma'am. And to have what? To have you out in the field with us. Out in the, thank you. And, um, thank you. I know everybody's going to miss you here, but I want everybody to know that y'all have helped him. I'm going to give you this right here. Y'all have helped him to uh, grow, to be able to, the Lord to use him to go out into the ministry field, he and his wife and his family, and um, now possibly help millions. And we don't know what this is going to grow into. And y'all are his family that's going to back him on the road, and he's going to depend on your prayers and need your help significantly. Because I know me and Kevin depend heavily on Henrietta Cowboy Church and their prayers. And there's not a day that goes by that we don't miss Sunday morning there. But you know what? We thank the Lord we're here and here today to be a part of this. This man and this woman are stepping out in faith. And congratulations on that. And we say thank you. Y'all need to give him a round of applause because he's following the Lord's steps. And y'all helped him do it. So y'all need to give yourselves a round of applause. If God's in it, it cannot fail. That's right. That's right. That's right. You know, it, that's true. So it's just going to look different. It's just going to look. And I'm going to tell you something else. It's um, very likely that Clark and Cindy is going to send out a mass email, and they're going to say, hey, um, Justin's going to come down and do Bible study at the old schoolhouse west of Nowata such and such and very likely that Charlie and Joyce are going to send out a mass uh, text to everybody and say hey we're going to cook hamburgers out on the patio and so and so is going to come share me or or somebody else and, and that's going to be I, I can pretty much guarantee that's going to be once a month this summer okay and uh, so just watch the Facebook we're going to keep the face the only thing we're going to keep up is the Facebook page all right so you kind of know where to go and when and, um, you know, we'll, we'll probably have, we'll probably send out a text. We'll have, we'll have a get together if, if they don't at, at our place. And there's something that's warm. You know, that is something that is powerful. It's one thing to come to this place, but it's another thing to invite you to our home. I can look around this room. Oh, my goodness. 
I should have had all of you all individually at our house numerous times, but we never have. I look forward to opening them our home, which is part of us. There's something spiritual about that. It's powerful. It's powerful. And that's what the first church did, too. Sometimes I feel like this beautiful gathering place is like when the, when the Israelites left slavery in Egypt and Moses was leading them to the promised land, they run into some problem and they said, you know what, we don't want the promised land, let's just go back to the safety and security of Egypt. And I feel like that's what we do sometimes when we show up here in this building every Monday. Instead of stepping out and opening up our homes like the first church did. Y'all going to have us over? Okay. There you go. Yes, ma'am. Who are you? You know who I am. <laughs> I do now. You do oh know who I am. Goodness. I am saved of the Lord. Yes, you are. I am Susie Henson. I used to be in the band Predator, and I used to sing in all the bars around here, and he used to, he used to follow around. us around. <laughs> And then Jesus. Greg and I, my husband, Greg and I, we um, came to know the Lord, came to serve the Lord, and came to know that we have been saved by the Lord in a home group. In a home group. It was in our house. There was no way I was going to go to some Christian's house. But I know how to host people, and so I had them over. And that's where I learned how to pray, and that's where I learned how to be around Christian people. And I pray that you all will consider having home groups and inviting your neighbor. But first, you must pray. You pray for those people that drive you crazy. You pray for those people that you know do not know what you know. And not that you're so smart. It's just that Jesus has saved your soul, and he needs you to pray for them and to invite them. Home groups. We are traveling evangelists. We live full-time in an RV, and we go around encouraging the Lord's church. That's what God told me to do. And I'm so proud of you. This is the first time we've been able to ever be in this church. I've been going to call you for years. It's not been time. <laughs> it's not been time and so maybe sometime when you're evangelizing if you need some music maybe we can be there too but the Lord promised us you make your plan Susie and I'll direct your steps and he has been faithful every step of the way January 1 of 13 is when we started and we are more excited now than we've ever been you follow the peace Satan does not give you peace God gives you peace and you follow that. Yes. And thank you for doing it. Yes. Amen. <laughs>
We can't get what we need sometimes in a building, Lord, but we can't get what we need by the church. The church is the people, Lord. Lord, we, we take the Bible that you give us, Lord. We, we study our Bible because that, that is our pathway that we need, Lord. That's the pathway that we need to, to go forth with. It, it's our map. It's our direction. Lord, between it and the Holy Spirit that you give us to direct us, Lord, we cannot turn wrong if we turn it over to you. Lord, we come to you right now asking you to watch over all these people. Watch over Justin. Just get them home safe. Lord, give everybody here the wisdom to know what is of you and what is not. The wisdom to know what to do next, where to turn to, and where to go. Lord, also give them the ability to unite together and come together in fellowship. Lord, we ask these things in the name of Jesus Christ, and we do not take them lightly. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Yeah, let's, let's pray real quick. Everybody just reach your hand out. We're going we're gonna to pray together. Y'all come on up and let's all gather around. Let's gather around just in them and pray for their ministry that God's put them, put on their hearts and on their mind. Elders, come forth. Come on up. You're part of the elders, aren't you? You're the elder, aren't you? All right. Need the elders to come in here and gather around. Mm-hmm. Yes. Lord, we just ask that uh, that you take Justin and, and these elders of these church, Lord, and that, uh, that you take and you... Uh, Put the desire to move forward in the direction that you have set forth for them. Lord, let them find the, uh, the direction that you have set forth for them, Lord. Let you find that. And, uh, Lord, let them be the beacon that bring others to your word. Lord, your design for us is to fellowship with you. That's what you have made us for, Lord. But the Word of God says that that we are to take up the ways of Jesus. And then it says we are to become disciples. Lord, I I ask right now that you take these disciples and you put them on the path that you have set for them and you guide their direction and their way. And you bring them peace and comfort and abundance and joy like they've never seen before. We thank you for allowing us to be here. We thank you for allowing us to be part of your word. Lord, you don't need any of us, but you allow us to go forth and be part of your ministry. And for that, we're all thankful.